Hey, this is All Things People, and I'm Abby. And I'm Anquanette. <laughs> and today we are going to talk about this new upcoming um, personality trait that they have just discovered, and it's called dark empathy or dark empath. So basically, in order to explain this to you, I first need to explain empathy and the dark triad. So, empathy is broken down into three parts, and you can kind of, like, imagine a triangle. So, up at the top, you have cognitive empathy, which means that you understand how someone's feeling and what could be making them feel that way. And the at the bottom, you have affective, which means you actually feel what they're going through. And then you have compassionate empathy which means that you are drawn to do something about it so that's empathy and then we go over to the dark triad so the dark triad um consists of machiavellianism psychopathy and narcissism i think i'm saying that right uh machiavelli machiavellianism um so narcissism is basically like uh, grandiosity or a perceived superiority or entitlement to things. And then Machiavellianism is being manipulative, uh, self-interested, and domineering. And then psychopathy is more of impulsive, emotionally cold, and remorseless. So typically in this dark triad, you do not see any signs of empathy, whether it be cognitive, compassionate, or affective. So with a dark empath, they're able to have cognitive empathy, but they're also in the dark triad. So basically, like, you could be a narcissist and still understand why somebody feels the way they feel. Um, And it's actually considered the most dangerous personality type because in order to manipulate someone the best way possible you would have to um basically understand what they're going through uh so Anquanette, do you have anything to say on dark impact so <clears throat> i had never heard the term before and so i did some Googling and this is what I came up with and this is from wellandgood.com and it says the way the term is being used in the dark empath variant is as manipulation. It's giving a surgical almost razor precision focus on another person to understand what makes them tick with the goal of almost mining data that could be used to the advantage of the dark empath. Mirrored empathy can put the other person at ease and they may relax and become putty in that person's hands of the dark empath. So I can understand why it would be um, one of the the scariest ones because they draw you in and they make you feel safe and make you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they have no connection whatsoever. Um, one of the things I was reading, <clears throat> so if you if you heard someone else's pain and it makes you want to help them or hearing someone else's joy and you want to support them and no matter what this empathy is void of 
can't ever say that word. Malevolent. Why do you say it? Malif- Maleficent. Maleficent. Yes, can't never say that word. <laughs> um, I was like, what is she trying to say? <laughs> when North Carolina came out. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so it's not the case with the dark empath. These folks seem to experience a more cognitive empathy of being able to understand someone's emotional state, but not necessarily connecting to it in a way that prepares an emotional pro-social output. So I think about being like married to someone like this, like they know why you're upset. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do anything to maybe to support you in that. And they're not going to do anything to promote your well-being, but they might mark it down in their little mental book. Like, ah, okay. And then, like I said, combine this data and then being able to use it against you. And that's, that is quite scary. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I think about like people who are in a really horrible state in life and they really need support and they need, um, someone to lean on. And then I think about like, okay, somebody who's a dark empath would take advantage of this person by saying, okay, well, I really, really, really want to help you. Um, and this person just like, okay, 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 you know, and being so vulnerable, um, in that, in that state. But why are they helping them? They could have motives, like ulterior motives. Um, they could be like, okay, well, since I helped you out, since your grandma died, I helped you out with this, that, and the other, and I was there for you. Now I want you to do this and do that for me. And this could be against someone's moral code or it could be like something that they just did not want to do, period. But they feel the need to do something. So we look at this dark empath and we try to figure out, okay, so what are some signs that you're dealing with a dark empath? Because it may not be always clear um, because like I said, they're very good manipulators. Um, So dealing with an empath would our dark empath would look a lot like uh they're being like if they're vindictive so it could look like they're being vindictive um it could look like they have a malicious sense of humor or they could like i said before be guilt tripping you well i helped you out with this that and the other so you need to come help me out with uh this or that or whatever using that manipulation manipulative um, tactic and guilt tripping you into doing something that you really don't want to do. Um, they're emotional manipulators. So I think about someone who wants you to feel sorry for them um, because it's not just always about their victims. Sometimes they can use their own pain and stuff and be like, you would understand how this feels and they talk to the person who has went through similar struggles or whatever but they were like well I can't do the dishes for you because it gives me traumatic experience and you know so you just you just continue to keep doing the dishes for me all the time um they uh 
I mean, that's just an example. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's very, very rare that you would get somebody who has a traumatic experience around doing dishes. But they could use their own um, forms uh, or their own trauma to gain out a guilt-tripping, emotional, manipulative response. Um, they antagonize people, they're passive-aggressive, um, they're highly self-critical, uh, they enjoy other people's discomfort, um, they get moody whenever other people are having fun, so if it's not about them, then we, and you know, you can see a lot of, like, uh, narcissism in people who are dark empaths, and you can still see the dark triad working in them, but because they have empathy, you it would probably make or that cognitive empathy would probably be like, but they wouldn't have that if they were narcissistic, or they wouldn't have cognitive empathy if they were remorseless, like a like psychopathy. Um, but they still use this cognitive empath to manipulate you into thinking that they're just like one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I read is um, they use empathy as a weapon. Yep. They use it as a way to manipulate you and to get you to do the things that they want. And they were saying about how this person can lure you in. And I think about being lured in and thinking that somebody's emotionally invested in me when mm -hmm. they're manipulating me. I may not even... I could brush that off because I think that they're emotionally invested. Like I may not think that this is a narcissist because they have all these other traits that doesn't come off that way because they're able to appear as though they have this connection that they really don't actually have. And so that is, that is kind of scary. It's very scary. So basically um, how to deal with a dark empath would be the same way you would deal with a narcissist. Um, you know, we talked before about uh, gray stoning or yes, gray, gray rock, gray rocking somebody, mm -hmm. um, you know, not letting them get the best of your emotions. But whenever we talk about dark empath, though, it's kind of important for you to also keep your walls up like don't be so quick to um let someone know like what you're feeling or how you're feeling and mm -hmm. if you're going through a hard time just kind of keep it not keep it to yourself as in don't tell anybody but keep it to yourself whenever it comes to that dark impact because they can and will use that mm -hmm. against you um do not take uh big gifts from them um the same as you would in a narcissist because a narcissist whenever one of the first things that they do whenever they meet you is love bomb mm -hmm. and you know they because they want to win you over because Put you on it, that pedestal right because it gives you it gives them that uh sense of higher self like Oh, I'm so great. I'm so awesome. Look at all these things all I these do for you. That, yeah. Uh, you are so important to me when actually it's just a part of their game. Exactly. And a dark empath would be the same way. Yeah. Um, they're still doing research on um, dark empathy. And honestly, like whenever I first saw it, uh, Corey had sent it to me and I was like, 
whoa, (laughs) (laughs) like that's crazy cool. Like they're, you know, and it's really cool to, to see that they're still doing research and stuff on the brain and mental health and Mm -hmm. just for them to come out with something like that, that is just crazy to think that like somebody can still have empathy and be, you know, in the dark triad is just absolutely mind-blowing. So, if you suspect um, that maybe this is the type of person that you're dealing with, you can always hop on the Google and look up things. Um, That's not a way to diagnose anybody, but you can kind of see the characteristics of this type of person or... um, even a narcissist, because that that is a that does so much damage to a person. Narcissism, being in a relationship with a narcissist, you feel crazy, mm-hmm. and then even when you leave that relationship, you still have some of those behaviors and those that thought process, and it's hard to just break it because you you think and it felt normal for a while, and it's really not so. Be careful with that within itself. That's scary. Yeah. And I think about like um people who were raised by narcissism narcissistic people, um, people who are in the dark triad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone being around someone cannot necessarily give you narcissism, mm-hmm. but you can take on those traits you of can. your parent if your parent was a narcissist. And this might explain why mm-hmm. um, dark empathy is able to be a thing because you still have empathy because mm-hmm. it's not a um, mental state. Mm-hmm. It's a personality trait. Mm-hmm. So you're taking on like these roles of a narcissist, mm-hmm. but you still have empathy. And so it's just really, it's just really cool to... I, it's not cool because it's not cool to think that the people like this are out there, but yeah. it's really cool to, you know, think that this was this is a thing. Like, it also helps us with them researching things like this, help us understand the people that we deal with every day. You know, mm-hmm. somebody may be in a relationship with this type of person, and they think that, you know, I think this person is emotionally invested in me, but sometimes I wonder because they do X, Y, and Z. Um, that may be something to look into. And as more research comes out, we'll start to know and learn more and more. But to go back to what you said about parents and being raised by a narcissist caregiver, um, in my practice, I see a lot of women and the majority, and I can say the majority and not be exaggerating, of them have narcissistic mothers. And when I tell you the damage that is done by a narcissistic mother is unbelievable. Um, I I always have them read this book. I don't have it on me, but it's um, Healing the Wounds of Daughters with Narcissistic Mothers. And it is unbelievable. Um, in the title, it says, Will I Ever Be Good Enough? And Healing the Wounds of Narcissistic Daughters. I mean, Daughters of Narcissistic Mothers. It is amazing because ultimately that daughter is a reflection of that mother Mm -hmm. so that pressure that that mother puts on that daughter is because everybody's looking at that daughter but they're also 
looking at it as if it's her because that daughter came from her and so there's I've had women who their mothers treated them like shit um they put them down all the time brother was golden brother's always golden um dad is pushed over and run over and you know just kind of treated like the 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 do everything whatever mom says goes um but the daughters usually get the rough end um you have the moms that you know that brag on their children all the time why because that child is a reflection of them um moms that are so hyper focused on what that daughter wears or who that daughter's friends with the behaviors that that daughter has because that is a reflection of her and she can't have people thinking bad of her daughter because then that means that she thinks bad about people think bad about them like basically living vicariously Mm -hmm. through their daughters and their daughters are their image their image yes that's crazy yes And so if daughter is wearing skimpy clothes or is, you know, maybe she's, she's not, she's not what she, her mother feels that she should be. There's a lot of shaming. There's a lot of name calling. Um, A lot of the moms have, they were physically abusive. Like, you know, slap your kid in the face, your daughter in the face, put her down, call her a whore, make her feel bad. There was, there's so much of that. So if by chance you think you may have been raised by a narcissist, please, please go get you some help because it, it is, it's rough. It is rough. Absolutely. I'm so blessed to have had the mom that I had um, because I've, I've heard about how bad it can be mm-hmm. dealing with a narcissistic mother. Um, I just, the best thing to do would be to reach out for help and to get that support. Like you said, um, doing that can put you ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And know that, you know, what you experience may not have been normal so go see somebody and find out you know this was my childhood experience is this normal was this normal I have a lot of clients that don't realize that their childhood was not normal I told a a girl the other day I said you realize that if you would have came in my office at seven and said what you just said oh yeah I would have to call somebody and she's like why and I was like oh honey that's neglect yeah I think you had mentioned there I mean it happens all the time where people don't recognize that their um their childhood was abusive right I had a kid tell me well isn't that how everybody is I'm like you had a DVO on your mother in fourth grade that's not normal Mm -mm. oh oh okay what (laughs) (laughs) Go ask somebody. Go ask a therapist. Go ask a mental health professional if your childhood was normal. You'd be surprised what you might hear. Oh, yeah. But um, dealing with narcissists and stuff like that, like, it's scary as is. But let alone, like, you add in that empathy. And, like, I think about mothers who use their daughters and their kids. Like, you were talking about narcissistic mothers. And I started thinking about, like, mothers who use um their pain against their child mm-hmm. and I'm just like oh that guilt that guilt like mm-hmm. that guilt so yeah dealing with a dark impasse is 
definitely scary. I had one that the mom had guilted the child who was, you know, then an adult. I raised you and I took care of you. So the least thing you can do is take care of me now. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so that adult who's no longer a child felt obligated to take care of their parent. That kind of sounds like something that a dark empath would say. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you think you break it down, um, the child would feel, they know the child is going to feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, responsible. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're enti- like, the parent is entitled. So, they feel like they have to be giving something to the parent Mm -hmm. and Um, they know that that child adult or not feels bad because that parent's not well and they're playing on that well I took care of you and now I'm not well so that means you need to take care of me and you know that kid is like well dang they are sick or you know they're going through this they're going through that so that parent is playing off of that to get what they want where they have no emotional connection because if you care about your child or adult or not, you're not going to put that kind of responsibility on your kid. Right. Whenever I think about a dark empath, I think about the, like, you see like a lot of times, like people talk about the devil and stuff and how like the devil knows, like my mom tells me all the time, she's like, do not speak your fears because Mm -hmm. the devil will hear it Mm -hmm. um but uh whenever I think about dark empath I think about how you know the devil knows like your your inner insecurities Mm -hmm. and stuff and Mm -hmm. so like they play it in your head like you're not going to be able to do that you can't do that and like because they know what you're feeling they know what you're thinking Mm -hmm. that that intuitiveness that they have Mm -hmm. is just no, <laughs> let's stop. Let's not. let's not go there. So mm-hmm. it's like basically like dark empaths being like little Satan's walking on earth. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I know why you feel the way you do, and now I'm going to use that against you. Right. That that's what I envision. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what helps me kind of like understand a dark empath. It's just like okay. Not today, Satan. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) Not today. Well, you guys, if you have uh, any questions, feel free to email us at allthingspeople2021 at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Instagram. Um, I kind of think mine's always get it backwards. I think it's Annie, Counselor Annie on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because Facebook is Annie Counselor. Look at me. They if not, they just switch them for the other social media because I'm not 100% sure. I think, you, I think you got it right. <laughs> okay. I always struggle <laughs> on which is which. Um, and so before we go, I'm going to um, give an update. Um, so today I'm actually with Abby in Virginia. Yay. Yay. Um, and so we are doing this recording I'm going to take some time off and Abby is going to hold it down for the next two weeks. Um, So everybody show her some love. Um, And then I will be back with Abby in about two weeks. And so you guys, you know, just 
hang in there with us and I'm going to see about adding some new things. We're thinking about adding in true crime component um, and some other stuff. So we'll see. Um, I'm also thinking about a YouTube channel. If that's something that you guys are interested in, um, message me on social media or um, send me an email and let me know. I would be very interested to see because t as th we did this episode, um, if we were on YouTube, I would have been I would have the ability to make those diagrams and type that in so people could visually see what it is that you had amazingly put together. Um, <laughs> With my chicken scratch handwriting. Yes, it was amazing. You made it make sense. So I don't care what it looked like. You made it make sense. So that that is our update. And we are all things people. And we are all in this together.